Hey y'all, you're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hey y'all, we're back with another episode of Damsels in Detroit. This is episode 66, yay! And thank you. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about fashion today with Chanel Oldham. Um, so, of course, I'm going to read a little bit about Chanel before we get into our questions. So let's go. Chanel Oldham is a digital content creator and fashionista from Detroit. As a blogger, YouTuber, and owner of the clothing boutique Tonico brand, Chanel has a love for all things fashion, beauty, and business related. She's on a mission to inspire other women to follow their dreams and live life to the fullest and lives by the motto, you only get one shot at it, make it, make the best of it. I got that right. <laughs> How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming. Yeah, Girls no are popping. The dress Thank is you. Cute. <laughs> you look like you have a clothing brand. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and you welcome too. Thank you. This is your first podcast ever. I love when I have first timers on here yeah. because I like after the fact it's like, oh, I've done po- ten podcasts since then, and it's like, yes, look at you, a pro. <laughs> So, um, I'm ready to get into these questions if you are. Yeah. Okay. So, first, I want to say congratulations on your soft opening. Thank you. Um, The store looks beautiful from what I could see. I still haven't been in yet, but I'm, like, making it a point to get in (laughs) here. Yeah, you have plenty of time. (laughs) Um, But can you talk more about Tonico Brand and what inspired you to start your own store? Um, Well, I just really, like... When I was younger, I would go into stores like Forever 21 and just like wish that it was my closet. Like Mm -hmm. I just wish that I had a closet like that with all those different selections. So I just wanted to have a store like Uh (laughs) I feel like it's my my closet. I can go in there and pick from whatever I want. And I don't know. I just love fashion. So, yeah. Now, when did you start the brand? Um, wow. When did I start? Officially, I started it in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really like actually started the boutique. So, um, I kind of just was stuck and, you know, didn't really have the confidence to go mm-hmm. out and actually get started. So, um, yeah, I started in 2019. Okay. Cause I always think, well, I know that starting a boutique is tough because one, I feel like you have to have so much say, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to have like so much money saved up so you can like source different things, make sure you have enough inventory. Yeah. So what is that process like for maybe people that aren't aware of like, cause I know everybody, loves to start clothing lines and stuff, but maybe don't know necessarily the process or like the step-by-step of what you should yeah, do. Yeah, it's a couple different ways you can start. You can kind of like start with just a small budget and pick like a few different items that you really think like will sell. Mm-hmm. But, um, or you can use your savings. You can use like business credit mm-hmm. or your personal credit to get started. Um for me, I used my personal credit when mm-hmm. I first got started. And then when 2020 came, um, there was opportunity with the COVID relief. Right. So I, I it, it's, it's so amazing that I actually did get started in 2019, but I didn't really mm-hmm. like 
go after it. But um, I was able to qualify for funding because of COVID Mm -hmm. and because I had started in 2019 because you had to have started your business before 2020. So, yeah, that was a blessing. But, um, yeah, you can get business funding through the SBA Mm -hmm. or just like business credit. Yeah. And then can you talk to me about how you're selecting items, like not necessarily telling us like where you're getting things <laughs> yeah. from, because we don't need to know that. But, you know, like how long it takes you to kind of do the research of like, OK, this will probably go well in the store or this might do well. I know I need to have X amount of sizes, but like what is your thought process behind all of that? Um, there's a couple different ways. Like when I got started, I really didn't know, um, how or where to source things Mm -hmm. from. So I kind of just did like my YouTube research Mm -hmm. and I came up on the fashion district in LA. Mm -hmm. And so I really didn't have, um, the opportunity to plan like a trip to go out there, but they do have, um, like a website called fashion go where all of the vendors are like they have a website and so you can shop from there. Um, So I would shop from there. And then I also traveled to Miami. There's a a fashion district in Miami. Mm -hmm. So um, I just traveled there and went to a couple of the wholesalers there. Mm -hmm. And so um, you just kind of go with the flow, pick some things, uh, see what works well and what, what does it (laughs) kind of just like go from there. Do you still um, go out to L.A. and Miami pretty often? I have. I haven't even been. Oh, okay. I haven't been there yet. Um, I do plan to go um, probably after I can, like, really get my store established. Mm-hmm. But um, I do plan to go out to L.A. so I can, like, really touch and feel yeah. and see, like, the vendors in person mm-hmm. and establish those relationships. Right. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about your process from e-commerce to brick and mortar, because I was like, I am a like, seriously, everybody look at Chanel social media because <laughs> the inside of the store looks so cute. Thank so you. I just want to know one, of course, can you tell everybody where the store is located and how did you know when you found the perfect location? So this story is kind of crazy to me like it happened so divine Mm -hmm. um it's at 66 east forest avenue um right in midtown Mm -hmm. and so i was actually not ever planning to open a store like i wanted to do strictly online i felt like i wanted to have my own schedule and not have to you know be Mm -hmm. dedicated to store hours and things like that but um there was a demand like people actually want to try things on and like just come and see so um i i started looking around on loopnet it's a commercial property um site Mm -hmm. they list commercial properties and so i was looking on there and i reached out to a few different property managers and um scheduled some like showings but i i think i looked at one other place on um jefferson Mm -hmm. and then my boyfriend actually was like, let me, I know um, somebody, so I'm going to call them up and see if they have any space or anything available. Mm-hmm. So um, he actually knows the owner, the uh, Inamdis, okay. who own the building. So um, he 
George came and he showed me the space and it was like perfect. Like mm-hmm. it was only the second place that I ever looked at. And so I just knew as soon as I walked in that it was it because it was like the perfect size. It was the perfect setup and yeah, the perfect price. Yeah, <laughs> The price is definitely yeah. important, especially in Midtown, because the way that some of these, you know, buildings and venues are set up, I'm just like, OK, where are we really living? Because <laughs> this is too much. <clears throat> but that's really exciting. And I'm yeah. happy for you. So what would you say the vibe is like in the store or when you were built doing the build out? Um, what were you trying to accomplish? Um, I kind of wanted like more of a, um, like a boho type of vibe, Mm -hmm. but, um, the budget didn't really, I didn't really have the budget for it. And so, um, when I started looking, I was just kind of looking for like any, any like used type of furniture or Mm -hmm. anything like that, that I could get for cheap. So, um, I was looking on Facebook marketplace and I saw these like vintage looking chairs. And so I reached out to the seller and he said he didn't really have that many of them left, Mm -hmm. but the ones that he had, they had like a few, a few cracks in them and everything. But if I wanted to come see him, he would give them to me for like $10. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm Mm going to just go check it out and see. I probably won't like them, but. Okay. And so I went there and he actually had an entire like liquidation store. Mm. So they had like old, um, like hotel furniture, bank furniture, stuff like that. So I was like, maybe I should switch Mm -hmm. (laughs) up and kind of go for like a vintage type of aesthetic so that's what it it kind of embodies okay that's good I've never used Facebook marketplace I always get nervous about it because uh, this is just me being paranoid like you know you hear those crazy Craigslist stories mm-hmm. I'm like oh I'll never pick something up from somebody's house <laughs> like if I don't yeah. know them but I know people find some really good stuff on there so I guess I yeah. just stop being that's scary <laughs> because it's not just random people mm-hmm. in there like when he sent me the address i was like oh okay this is a store okay so um when i googled the store i was like liquidation store mm-hmm. like, okay i'm gonna see if he has something else and he had like <laughs> so much mm-hmm. stuff like i'll probably be back yeah. at some point to get more stuff that's cool well if you feel like sharing the address (laughs) it's actually on um eureka it's called fadi's okay f-a-d-i if you put it in apple maps Mm -hmm. or google maps it'll come up up. yeah okay i'm gonna do some research on that one Mm -hmm. um so i also love that you offer a nice variety of sizes i think that that is just so important because everybody wears clothes Yes. everybody so can you talk about for you the importance of inclusivity Yes, it's very important to me because a lot of the people who support me, you know, they want to feel included. Mm -hmm. So um, when I actually started, I didn't have as many as big of a selection as Mm -hmm. I do now. But a lot of my friends were like, girl, you don't have nothing for me. (laughs) But the the issue with it is like a lot of the vendors are not very inclusive. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm constantly on the hunt to find like vendors who are inclusive like and just don't have you know like the pick through type Mm -hmm. of thing so um yeah yeah 
is very important to me. Do they, would you say the vendors charge more for extended sizes? Absolutely. Okay. That's so, I feel Mm -hmm. like that should be illegal. (laughs) Like what would you- It really should. What would you say is the average markup? Um, for plus sizes, I think it's like, it, it can be anywhere from like five to $15 more than, than regular sizes. Wow. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Especially like now where I feel like more people are trying to make the effort to be more inclusive, you would think that they would get on board. Yeah. But what I'll do is like, I try to average it out. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like if I get a style that goes from uh, one size, if I get charged more for the plus sizes, I kind of just add it all together mm-hmm. and average it out and just do one the one price okay. for everything. Yeah, that makes sense. So how would you describe your personal style? And do you think that you cater towards your style when you're looking for items? the I do I try to think about other people mm-hmm. but um I feel like when I was doing that it really wasn't working too well so mm-hmm. now I'm just like nope I'm getting what I like yeah if I don't <laughs> like it if I wouldn't wear it I'm not getting it mm-hmm. so um yeah but also I I kind of have to think about other body types too because everything that I would wear wouldn't look good on everybody else mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and then how would you describe your style, like your everyday? Um, well, not even everyday, but I know it changes daily. It so. does. It does. <laughs> it depends on the situation, like um, the weather or mm-hmm. where I'm going. But um, I don't know. I think it's, it's, I don't know. I like all different kinds mm-hmm. of fashion. So like, yeah, it, one day I can be like wearing something vintage or I like um, color blocking. Mm-hmm. Like I like, um, as you can see, I'm wearing like the chunky boots today, but so but I love a good heel. So, you know, mm-hmm. it just varies. It just goes with the flow. Mm-hmm. You wake up and see how you feel. Yes. That is such a tough question when you like clothes because it's like I can mm-hmm. tap into so many I different <laughs> things. Like you just got to catch me on a, right. on a day. So what are some essential items that you think everyone needs to have in their closet this summer? This summer, um, uh, definitely a good sundress. Mm-hmm. I'm actually um, waiting to get a few of my sundresses in, so they should be coming like next month. But definitely a good sundress. Um, I, I'm really feeling like midi dresses with prints on them uh-huh. um, or just plain with like a... Um, a unique texture okay like I really like the midi dresses if it has a split or mm-hmm. um or even like a midi type of skirt like sundresses skirts and and midi dresses yeah I need to get more dresses I like I go through these stages where I just purge everything not everything. It feels like everything. Because now when I'm opening my closet, I'm like, oh, you like left yourself with nothing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I've been trying to build it back up and like just get some pieces that I know I'm going to have for a long time. Because I'm trying to get out of the zone of like, oh, this was $10. Like, I'll just buy it. And then you wear it or wash it and it's ruined. It doesn't last. Exactly. So I'm trying to be better. Yeah, I, I think about that too when I'm selecting things a lot because I just like to have quality mm-hmm. things that will last, things that are staples or um just essentials. Yeah. 
So like, you know, like a white button up mm-hmm. or just a white like bodysuit or cami, things like that. Yeah. I love a white button up. I need that's what I yes. need to stop buying because every time I see one I'm like, "Oh, I need this." And now I feel like that's just <laughs> What I wear all the because time. Because it's, it's, I mean, it's a vibe. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You can, like, leave it unbuttoned. You can tie mm-hmm. it. You can, you can do an off-the-shoulder yeah. type thing. Yeah. You? So you have both affiliate and ambassador programs through Tonico. So can you talk more about them? Um, and also tell us if you're looking for more brand ambassadors. And if so, where can people go to apply? Yeah, I just actually added um, the brand ambassador like button to the website. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's a fan of the brand, you are more than welcome to become an ambassador. Um, you can just sign up on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, my affiliate program is um, you get 15% off um, for your followers and then 10% of the sale goes to you for commission. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, that's pretty much the program. Yeah. Like it, so anything that you like, and then my brand as ambassadors also receive like thirty percent off of, you know, anything you like in the store. So mm-hmm. I like to um, support in that way and like share and you know yeah. profits like yeah. that. Yeah, no, I love that. And thirty percent is a great brand ambassador it discount. Is. It Most is. people only do ten, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. I'm gonna go home and fill out an app. Okay, <laughs> because that is a really generous discount. Yeah. But I also love that too, like giving creators or influencers a chance to get a kickback or even just build that relationship. Yeah, because I feel like if um if you're investing into my brand, mm-hmm. then we're in business together. So I mean, I'm not gonna charge you a huge markup on right. you know, if you're out there promoting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Fun. Yes. Okay, so I want to talk to you about YouTube because I clicked on your page and I was like, oh, she has 12,000 subscribers. <laughs> like, my girl is legit, okay? Um, and all of your be- your videos, I feel like they're just so beautifully shot, like aesthetically Thank pleasing. You. And I'm like, no, she is putting the time and effort <laughs> and intention into this. Um, so talk to me about your channel, like when you got started and with everything that you have going on, how are you... Um, planning and strategizing content so yeah I started my channel a really long time ago I think in 2013 Mm -hmm. um and at first I was just doing kind of like thrift hauls and thrift reconstructions like just trying to create different things out of what I could find because I was broke (laughs) (laughs) you know I like I really like fashion and I really like high quality so I think thrifting is you know a good way to Mm kind of tap into that without having to spend so much and then you can also there's also the aspect of sustainability that goes into thrifting so I started my channel that way, but then I also got into natural hair, Mm -hmm. like videos. And so, um, that's pretty much what my channel was about. Um, as far as sustaining it, (laughs) that's so tough. I haven't posted in like a couple months actually, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of hard trying to run a business and then actually run a YouTube channel because YouTube is like a full time thing itself. But, um, yeah, I actually started a channel for the brand mm-hmm. so that I can um showcase, you know, 
the things that I have in store and give the models a chance to be put out there on because people don't realize how like powerful YouTube is. Mm -hmm. Like it's extremely powerful for being found. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's the biggest search engine. So mm -hmm. owned by Google. So yeah, I plan to use it still, but um, I'm just trying to find the time. Yeah. It's, it's challenging. Um, what would you say for people that are looking to start their own channels? Like what kind of advice would you give them? And especially now, because I feel like I don't like to say things are like, oh, it's saturated. Because like literally oh, anybody no. can do anything mm. at any time. But I think just now with the nature that how YouTube has changed from 2013 to now, like it's totally different. It's more intense, I feel like. Um, so what advice would you give people? I would say keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're doing like research on what you should post or what you want to post, I would just say, search the title of the video that you plan on like posting mm -hmm. and just get some ideas of like, cause you know how, when you start typing into the search bar, it'll give you suggestions, mm -hmm. like kind of just play around with that and see what, what is coming up. Like could be, cause when you post your video you you want your title to be something that people are searching for that's how you get found mm -hmm. and so that is the power of youtube but i would say just get started yeah just definitely get started and um maybe like have a backlog of videos like already filmed and ready to go before you're you actually like post mm -hmm. because you want to have like videos if you say if you plan to post once a week, um, you want to have like maybe seven videos. Mm -hmm. So that way, if you're filming once a week, you don't run out. Right. Because you want to stay consistent. Yeah. Um, dang, I just had another question about YouTube. I just forgot it. Oh, um, how long did it take you, I guess, to get over like the 10K or 5K subscriber hump? And then what was the video or series of videos that you feel like really did it for you? It was actually a combination. Like one was a um a like thrift reconstruction video. Mm -hmm. Like a couple of those did really well. And then like um natural hair videos, like mm -hmm. highly searched for type things, like how do you pre poo your hair or how do different um styles like clip ins or uh, twist outs, but um what, wait, I'm sorry. What was the question again? Um, like, how long did it take you to get? Oh, the hump. Yeah. Um, so I feel like as soon as I started to be consistent and post, like, regularly once a week, that's when it happened. Mm -hmm. And so you never know what that video is going to be that will take off. So as long as you're consistent, it'll come. So I will say it took maybe, like, when I actually became consistent, it probably took, like, Six months. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Yay. Okay. I'm moving on to blogging because, as I mentioned earlier, when I read your bio, you have a fashion lifestyle blog, um, which is not the same as her YouTube, y'all. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you feel like the state of blogging is right now? Because... I also have a blog. But I was I'm checking not, it out. Yeah, but I haven't blogged anything in you so should. long. But I'm like, is anybody looking at this anymore? You, you de If you post, 
you will get views mm-hmm. for sure. You gotta post because it's same thing with YouTube. Yeah. But it's it's it works with Google. Like mm-hmm. the more you post, the more you get links on your blog, the more you have those words, those keywords, mm-hmm. people will find you. Okay. So you'll get traffic. So you feel like it's still blogging Absolutely. is not dying out. Absolutely. I don't still. know if you know um Monroe Steele, if you follow mm-hmm. her. She has a blog. She's she still blogs. Okay. Like it's still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I just feel like everybody is like switching over to just writing these super long form posts on Instagram or mm-hmm. like doing all of their content there, which I'm fine with because I guess for the way our attention spans are set up right now, it's like, oh, I can just get all of the information right on this one platform. But I've been going back and forth of like do I start this again? Do I not? Do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely do it. But the thing, the difference with Instagram is like, it's not a search platform. Mm -hmm. Like people can't find you just by searching whatever you're talking about. So I would say if you're going to do it anyway Mm -hmm. on Instagram, make your Instagram a blog post. Make the post a blog post. Mm -hmm. Do you have any um, like exciting things coming to the blog? Do you have like, your niche of like this is what I put on my blog and like that's it or where do you see I your do blog plan going? to post more I haven't been consistent with that either mm-hmm. but um like as I'm like getting my footing with the store I definitely plan to utilize that because like I said that's how you get eyes on whatever it is you're doing mm-hmm. so um just posting about new arrivals think uh different trends I think are happening for the seasons mm-hmm. and so and that's how I plan to use it going forward. Yeah. And what platform do you use to host yours? Um, Wix. Okay. I yep. use Squarespace. I used to, I remember I had to do like a project in college for Wix and I was like, and I don't know if it's because I was using a free version or what, but I'm like, I can't change anything. Like right when you set something, it was like Yeah, you have permanent. to play with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I use Square I like Squarespace because I like being able to like drag and drop, but now I'm definitely <laughs> I will consider Getting back into the blogging, y'all better read it, okay? <laughs> Definitely will, yes. <laughs> I was reading it um, when you asked me to do the podcast. I was like, okay, I like this blog. Oh, we should you. definitely be friends. Yes. Like, I love it. Yes, please. I would love to. Um, so, again, I admire everything that you have going on and your intention behind everything. So, what would you say you want your legacy to be? I just... The reason that I really went for all of this is because I I really feel like my son can do anything. Like, he is so smart. Mm-hmm. And I tell him all the time, like, you can do anything. You can do anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know if he gets it right now, but I want to be able to prove it to him. Like, I wanted to do this and I did it. So, you can do it too. Mm-hmm. So, that's the legacy that I want to leave that you can just do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had um, someone else on the show recently, and she had the same sentiment. Like, she's a mom. Mm-hmm. She said her son is one or two. But same thing. She was saying, like, I have to do my best because I have yeah, these little eyes to. looking up at me and, like, depending on me for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How old is he? He's four. Aww. Yeah, he'll be five in November. Love the little ones. Yeah. Well, he's not. I mean, he's little, but that's like a big little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a big kid. He thinks he's so big. <laughs> Four and five. It's a very pivotal time. You know, you start going to school. 
You know how to write. You know mm-hmm. how to like, yeah. You're like a grown baby. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. So as we know, the show is called Damsels in Detroit. And basically, I love to ask everyone what it means for them to be a damsel in Detroit. Um, so I've had people say it just means that they get to show up authentically every day, um, unapologetically. And that people say it means like it kind of embodies like that spirit of like hustling that all of Detroit girls have. So what would you say it means for you to be a damsel in Detroit? Um, I feel like Detroit still has that, um, that kind of like people see us like, Oh, Detroit is kind of like, is it come up yet? I had somebody Mm -hmm. come in the store the other day. Like, what do you think about Detroit? Is it getting better? Like, is it coming back? And so I don't, I just don't want to accept that. Like, I Mm -hmm. feel like Detroit is a beautiful city and it can be like so big. Like we could be a major like fashion capital. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like being, I just want to be here to represent that. And so that's part of the reason why I came back. And that's kind of what it represents to me, like doing what I love and just being like a representation for Detroit wherever I go. Yeah. I love it. Now, where did you live before you came back? Um, In D.C. Okay. Yeah. I went to Howard. So mm-hmm. I just moved back after graduation. Mm-hmm. One of my besties went to Howard. Good times. (laughs) (laughs) And DC is fun. One of my other best friends lives out there. And I was like, oh, it's okay. It's just expensive. It is. (laughs) It's so crazy because I didn't want to come home. Like, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like I came home because I needed to come home. And I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, Okay, last question for you. Where can people stay connected with you? And where, like, what are the store hours that we can come on? And buy stuff. So my Instagram, um, Chanel Oldham, mm-hmm. and um, we're on my Instagram for Tonico brand, and I have a website. My website is chanelodom.com, mm-hmm. and um, the business page is tonicobrand.com. So that's where I can be contacted. Okay. Yeah, and the store hours are Monday through Saturday from twelve to seven. Okay. Yep. And I'm sorry, I was saying Tonico and not Tonico. 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 Yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry. Okay. I was mispronouncing it. So when I originally um, came up with the name, mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if people are going to say Tonico or Tonico. So I kind of like let people say whatever it is they want to say. Okay. Like it, it's really no right or wrong okay. to me. Cause it's 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 a made up name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where did the name come from? Before it's, we go, okay, it's actually um, just a combination of my name. Like when people, the advice that I got when I was starting was like, you want to come up with something unique, mm-hmm. and so I wanted it to be something that nobody ever heard of, but um, also I wanted to kind of use my name, mm-hmm. but my name is not very unique. Like um, it's a fashion designer mm-hmm. Chanel and so um I just took my name and kind of like jumbled it mm-hmm. around and made a new name so um my middle name is Antoinette so that's okay. where the Tony mm-hmm. comes from that's like a nickname for Antoinette mm-hmm. and then C.O. Chanel Oldham 
That's so clever. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, maybe this is a word and I don't know the meaning of it. No. Yet. I just need to, you know, get on dictionary.com, maybe. I was no. like, I don't know. But now I know. amazing well i'm excited to come in hopefully sometime next week or i'll be on vacation soon maybe when i maybe when i come back (laughs) so that i'm not spending my pre you know your vacation money (laughs) before you leave but okay thank you so much yeah no problem thank you for having me first podcast down yes many more many more to go (laughs) Um, As always, I want to thank you guys for listening and always remember that Detroit girls do it better and we'll be back next week. Bye.